I'm Dana Sosseger. After three decades in the marketing business and many years of being an entrepreneur, I've learned a thing or two about marketing. Join me as we talk about marketing, small business, and life in between. Welcome to My Weekly Marketing. Well, hello, and welcome to My Weekly Marketing, where we talk about marketing, small business, and life in between. And today, I want to talk about something that I've spent many years doing for other people, and that is building effective websites. You may already have a website, or you may have no website, or you may send people to your Facebook page. No judgment here. I know you're doing the best you can. Either way, I think you'll learn something today, and I promise I'm not going to get too techy. The great thing now is that you can build a website or have someone else build it for you without it getting too complicated. So no coding required. Before we jump into designing a website or changing your existing site, I want to make it clear who we build a website for. It's really two groups of people. First of all, obviously your customers, specifically your ideal customer. This is the customer you want to focus on and really be able to relate to. If you're wondering who that is, I'll put a link in the in the show notes for a worksheet to help you figure out who your ideal customer is. The second group of people you want to pay attention to when you're designing your website are the search engines. Google gets about 92% of search engine traffic, so that's the search engine to focus on. Search engines need to be able to read your website to give the best search results to their users. So if you do it well, focus on your customers first and Google second. Next, I say there's always six layers to an effective website. The first layer is SEO and copy and metadata. So that all sounds like it's a lot, but hear me out here. This is what the search engine actually reads. So if you want to be found on the internet, and you do, it's crucial to get this right. So when I build and launch my very first website, I was so nervous because I thought as soon as it was live, orders would start rolling in. Well, They didn't. Yours won't either, because it takes time for the search engines to crawl your site and find it. Generally, you need to drive people to your site rather than relying on the search engines. It's not likely somebody will land on your site just through a Google search this early in the game. You've probably heard the term SEO, which means search engine optimization. That's the next thing to pay attention to. Search terms are the fuel for the search engines. So decide what keywords and phrases your target customer will likely search for to solve a need that they have and carefully integrate these on your page. Where? In your main headlines, your H1 tags, your subheads or your H2 tags, the URL name, um, the name of the page, your page description, um, organically in the text or the copy as it's called in, in marketing, especially in the top paragraphs. And on the images, there's a little box usually that says alt text. You want to put the keywords in there as well. Now, if you're wondering where to find those terms, I'd recommend a tool like Ubersuggest, which has a free version. I'll link to that in my show notes too. Search engines look at more than just keywords when deciding your page rank though. So they look at how often your site is updated, how quickly your pages load, the number of visitors, the number of links that you have, within your site and going to other sites. But getting the keywords right is a good first step in putting your content together. Another good tool to have for your SEO is called the Moz Toolbar. That's M-O-Z Toolbar. And I'll add a link to that in the show notes too. It's a free Google Chrome extension that will allow you to see your domain authority. 
Your domain authority, or DA, is a number from 1 to 100, and almost nobody has 100, except maybe Google themselves. <laughs> it's a way to get a quick assessment of how your site's doing. It becomes important because you want to rank higher than your competitors. So if your site rank is 35, for example, and your competitor is 21, you're doing pretty well. If you're doing worse in your competition, then that's a problem because they're going to show up ahead of you in search results. If that's the case, then I recommend going back to Ubersuggest and they can do a free evaluation of your site and show you where you're having issues. You can certainly hire a copywriter to write the text for your site, but if you do, make sure that they pay attention to SEO when they're writing. Some copywriters do, some do not. So it will save you headaches down the road if you can just make sure that whoever writes the copy for your site includes keywords in the text. The number two thing that I recommend people pay attention to is site structure and navigation. So we've talked about the importance of having your keywords in your URL, but it's also important to have your URLs make logical sense. So the URL is the little web address at the top of the page. So it's www.mysite.com, for example. So for a good URL would be something like https colon slash slash mysite.com slash clothing slash tops slash green shirt number one, two, three, four. The HTTPS is important because it means this is a secure site. The S in the HTTPS stands for secure, which indicates that the site is using something called a secure sockets layer. Um, many browsers won't open a page that's not on a secure site. And when you reserve a domain, they will typically include an SSL certification in that so that you can make sure that on your site, it does read HTTPS. The search engines view navigation similarly to how they view URLs. It has to make organized sense. The thing to remember is that search engines give your top level pages more weight than pages further down in your navigation. So your pages should be giving an order of importance, such as level one, which are your main level pages, such as your homepage, your about page, maybe if you have a shop page or whatever your main pages are. Level two is your next level down and level three is further down yet. It's hierarchy is important, not only for the search engines, but also for the visitors. And that's why Google pays attention to it. So if you sell products on your site, then you should divide them into logical order. Like if you sell home decor, that can be a top level page. Then something like rugs would be on level two page. And then area rugs, rugs would be level three and individual products would be level four. So the next area to pay attention to is the marketing. This is the area that I feel most sites miss the boat. If you have an online business, your website is your business. So getting the marketing right is really key to making sure your customer stays instead of clicking away, never to return. Make sure to include a place to capture their email address. And you can do that with a free download or coupon or give them incentive to do that. The most effective way to do that is with a pop-up on the homepage. And I know people hate the pop-ups, but they really work. And they're really effective at getting people to leave an email address. And sometimes if I'm really interested in what a website is offering, I'll look for ways to get added to their email list. On your homepage, I'd recommend focusing on the top part of it, referred to as above the fold. In this area, you want to make sure four things are crystal clear on the top of your homepage. Number one, what you do. That's all. Number two, who's it for? 
Number three, how can you solve your customer's problem? And number four, what do you want them to do next? So it can be just a your logo and what it is you do for a living or what is it your business does and then what you, how you can help your customer. And then it can be just a, a button that says um, call. It can be download. It can be go to this next page. Whatever it is, you want to make sure you give them a call to action. Also, you don't want to have a ton of content on your homepage. So I'm talking about below the fold or after you scroll down the page. Just introduce people to what you sell, why they'll need it, and then direct traffic to the other pages. Your homepage is a top-level summary of what you offer. Trying to do too much on this page will overwhelm people and they'll click away. Our fourth layer to a website is called user experience or sometimes called UX. If you've ever been to a website and couldn't find the information that you're looking for, you know how frustrating it is. And I'm guessing you kind of left in frustration. Being able to find things is one of the six main factors considered in a good user experience. Your website needs to be number one, useful. It should relate to all the needs of your company and the website visitor. Number two, findable. Quite simply, your visitors should be able to find what they're looking for and it needs to make logical sense when you visit a site. Number three is desirable. Your images and design should create an emotional connection with your visitor. Number four is easy to use. It should be easy for anyone to use, especially your target customer. Number five is credible. You must let visitors know that you can be trusted. That can be done by showing logos, for example, of clients, maybe reviews from clients, or places where you've been published, for example. And finally, your website needs to be accessible. That's especially important for people with visual disabilities, for example. Adding things like alt text to the images is what people who are vision impaired really rely on to read the images. The next layer of your website that you need to pay attention to is the graphic design. Now, graphic design may seem like the easy part of the web design, but there's a lot more to it than well meets the eye, right? Design is really the tip of the marketing iceberg. It should reflect your brand, your customer, and have its roots in psychology and consumer behavior. It's kind of a tall order, right? For instance, what type of images appeal to your target customer? What colors perform the best? What appeals to them? What causes them to click away? The goal of a good design is to affect the visitor's state of mind and lead them to buy because we buy an emotion, right? Not logic. Then there's something else, loading times. Depending on the type of connection your visitor has, that beautiful photo or video you may want at the top of your site may cause your site to load very slowly. And that can have a real impact on your SEO, as well as if people are loading it on a mobile device, they may just click away and give up in frustration. Speaking of mobile design, these days, most sites are mobile responsive, so they will display differently on a phone than they will on a desktop computer. They're typically the same site, but they're slightly edited so that they look good on a phone and on a computer, and that's something that can be worked out when you are building your site. 92% of internet users access the internet using a mobile phone. And although that number may vary depending on your business, it's important to be ready for mobile. And that number is projected to increase exponentially. So having a mobile-friendly site is really important. And because the screen size is different, the type should be larger and more responsive on different screen sizes. And since wireless mobile isn't typically as fast as like broadband or something that you would have in your home, 
it needs to load quickly, even when the phone has limited service. So now the second thing I want to talk about today is if you're just starting out with your site, there's a few more things to consider. First off, if you don't have a site at all, I can't stress how important it is to have one. Yes, I know they're expensive to build, but these days everybody needs a website. Sometimes small business owners have a page on Facebook that they use as a website. I would say that works temporarily, but not long-term. There's a saying in marketing that goes, don't build on rented land. And things can happen. You know, web Facebook can go away tomorrow. Um, there's just no guarantee. And you don't want to lose your business if it's just built on social media. It's possible to build your own site with platforms such as Squarespace or Wix or Weebly. They can help you easily with that. Platforms like Squarespace have a disadvantage in that you don't really actually own the site. They own it. You do own the content, but if they shut down for any reason, you're kind of in the same boat as if you built it on Facebook. You'll lose your website. They also charge additional charges for extra things like landing pages or additional pages that you'll need to put on your site. However, if you're in a hurry to get a site done and have no tech knowledge, they're a great option. And if you have a site on Squarespace and it's working for you, then you go girl, no problem. My preference is WordPress. And here's why. It's open source and widely used. In fact, it's the most popular platform out there and Google loves it because it's easy to update, it's mobile responsive, and it's SEO friendly. Like I said, I like WordPress and there are a few reasons why. First of all, it's entirely your site. If you want to change the look of the site, you don't need to just completely rebuild it. All you need is to upload a new theme and it's done. Second, WordPress gives you a lot of freedom and control of how your site looks. You can also add WordPress plugins, which are little snippets of code that you can add to your site to do specific tasks without having to manually code it or hire a developer to do it. If you decide to go with WordPress, then you have to buy a domain name and then find a web host. I use Bluehost, but there are many others out there. Before you choose a host, check the reviews to make sure that they don't have a lot of downtime or a lot of issues with them. On WordPress, I also recommend a site building tool called Elementor. Again, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Elementor allows you to drag and drop text and images into your pages, and it even comes with several templates, so you don't really have to design the whole site. They have a free plan as well. There are other website platforms out there, such as Drupal, but these are for larger sites, and WordPress is more than adequate for a small business. So there you have a big overview of how to get your website up and ready to start making you money. I do know I just gave you a ton of information though. So to help you out, I'm offering a free successful website complete checklist for you to download. This checklist will help you whether you have an existing website or if you're putting together a new one. It's one I developed for my website clients, so it's tried and true. Visit the show notes at myweeklymarketing.com forward slash eight to download the checklist. As always, thank you so much for joining me today. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, so I'm so thankful you chose this one. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and tell others. Bye for now. 